0: For the Alliance. For the Horde! Slay them all!
1: Your mum's a bearded ogre, and your father's a trog! Welcome to Casually Casualcast. I am your host, Horena Swift. This is the Warcraft Podcast for those who are hardcore, about not being hardcore. In each episode, I cover Warcraft retail and WoW Classic news in and out of Azeroth. I also cruise the forums and share community feedback, and if I have some, I share my adventures in Azeroth. And then I finish off the show by taking a trip through Trade Chat, which is where I cover in and out of game events. Today's date. Is 12-18-2022, and I want to thank you for coming back and not giving up on me and continuing to listen to the show, even after I went missing. I, f- oh, don't even get me started, let me tell you, let me tell you, I sat down to do my podcast a month ago, <laughs> and I couldn't stop coughing. I had gotten another, I'm guessing, the cerveza um, virus. I'm guessing that's the one I got, the beer virus. (laughs) And um, then I got better and then I took my kids to an event to watch a movie for Christmas, The Grinch Stole Christmas or whatever. And there was this woman in the front. Uh, We we throw down the mats in the gym and the kids there. There's this woman up there hacking her head off. And I started laser eyeing eyeing her like, what are you doing? Don't you know that is not what we do? (laughs) You just sit there and hack up a lung with a room full of people. And it it was at that very moment that I knew that my life was going to change. (laughs) And I would say two days later... I was hit. I got the flu then. It went from the COVID, the of virus. It went from COVID and then went right into the flu. And my family went on the same track as, as a group. We like to do things, you know, as a group. <laughs> so when one of you gets infected, it like literally goes through the house and it takes like a month to get better. So I sat down, this is my third time trying to sit down I might sound a little stuffy but whatever I don't care I can actually laugh now without wheezing and going into a coughing fit and for that I feel very blessed so I hope you don't get the crud that I have had I hope you don't Oh, it's awful. It the cough, right? The cough is what gets you every time. You can't go anywhere because everybody gives you the stink eye. If you're hot hacking up alone. cause I was, I was giving that woman the stink eye. I was like, what are you doing? If I had go go get your arms, I will slap you upside your head. So, all right, episode 15, everybody. <laughs> so thank you for coming back. I have gotten to get into Dragonflight. And I've had a blast. So I want to talk about that. But you know what? So many things have changed already. They're... Oh, man. I feel like whatever is going on right now at Blizzard in the Warcraft department, they are not messing around. I feel like they are like, you know what? We have really... I don't know what they got going on. Because I'm obviously... I'm just like you. I'm just the outside looking in. I don't know anybody from... Blizzard. I'm not in the cool kids club. I don't have any inside information. (laughs) You know, I never get betas. I didn't sign up for that. Warcraft partner. Hashtag Warcraft partner. I didn't do any of the fun cool kid things. Okay, I'm just, I'm sitting here yakking at myself about a game that I love to play. And in order to do that, I need your thoughts, opinions, stories, and adventures too. And I want you to share them with me. Um, right now, Twitter is a thing. I don't know if it'll be a thing next week. Who really knows? We're that we're in another—that's another whole adventure in itself. <laughs> but I did make a Discord, and I did make a website for my my project that I'm working on, which is—I'll tell you that in a second. In a second. Don't let me digress. Tweet the show at Warcraft Casual on Twitter. You can find me also on Twitter at Haraina, H-A-R-A-I-N-N-A. You can also follow my Warcraft cross-factional, bi-factional cross-realm group, I'm fired up, called Clutchmates, and I also made a guild for it. On Proudmore Alliance, but you don't have to be in it because guess what? The beautiful thing right now about Dragonflight is we can play together cross realm, cross faction. So just look up in-game if you want to join the group, just look up clutch mates. Clutch mates, one word. Because we're dragons, we're clutch mates. And I'm really excited about that. And I love the fact that they open this all up for an option, but make sure when you're looking in your find a guild and find a community that you select cross faction. It's in the little filter option. Okay, so you can follow that group on Twitter right now while it's still a thing at wow Clutchmates. So you can find out there. And I also made a website for it at clutchmates.card.co. That's clutchmatesc And I obviously will put that in the show notes. So all of that is a thing. And you can also find the show and the show notes. And then you'll be able to find the um, Discord and the gaming group for um, Warcraft, the Clutchmates group at CozyPodcastNetwork.com. All right. So I think I covered all the things. I'm excited be back. And let's hop into some war I'm just going to wing the show. I'm winging it. I have done my show notes three times and I'm over it. Every time I feel like I'm jinxing myself. Every time I do my show notes, I get sick. I do my show notes, I get sick. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm just going to wing it right now. All right. So just, just wing it with me. Let's go. Right, our first chunk of Warcraft Retail News. The race to world first in the Vault of the Incarnates has begun. This is in a post on December 13, 2022, announcing that the race to see who can end Razgath, the Storm Razgath. The Storm Eater's plans to freeing her fellow incarnates within the vault of the incarnates begins December 13th. The best of the best will face a series of challenges to the finish line to claim ca- to claim world first and we can earn an in-game toy when we follow in on the action on twitch so the start time of this race to world first and the earning of these rewards started on september 13th so yes it's been going for six days now but you still have till the 28th for this opportunity to end watch at least two hours of wow dragonflight content and select a world of warcraft channels while this twitch is active on the channels. They have a whole list of them. Um, you can earn the festive perpetual purple firework toy. So there is a list of those um, on the war- worldwarcraft.com and in the show notes. And I will just name off, like, obviously, there's the main ones like Team Liquid and Maximum and Nyx Priest. Um, I personally, let me look down the list and see. I don't really see the people I got my drops from, so hmm, I'll have to check. But there's a list of them that I watched to get drops from. So when I get to my adventures in Azeroth, then hopefully I will have paused my show and dug up the Twitch streamers in which get I, I watched and got me some awesome Twitch drops. So that's a thing. So definitely check that out. It's not as hard as it sounds. I'm like what I gotta sit in one place for two hours? I don't know if I can do that, but it's totally totally doable. All right. Some hot fixes for Warcraft Retail were announced on December sixteenth, 2022. There were some changes to achievements for Honor Our Ancestors. Chakan Khan's requested item has been changed from Primal Molten Great Belt to Fire Blessed Great Sword. And for class changes, the Arcane Mages have an issue that was fixed with Nether Tempest not always applying to your currently selected target. And for rogues i fixed an issue that prevented thistle tea charges from refreshing after encounters and there was a change on our dragon writing cliffside wilder drake there were changes with the green scales manuscript will now correctly unlock the green scales and for blue scales manuscript will now correctly unlock the blue scales and with the dungeons and raids vault of the incarnates Irinog, they resolved an issue causing incarnate to sometimes hit players if Iranog was defeated during intermission. And for Mythic Plus, affixes Thundering, Mark of Lightning, and Mark of Wind no longer display an overhead visual once only one marked player remains. The visual warning when Mark of Lightning and Mark of Wind near expiration has been increased in size. Halls of Valor the Hyrja. They fixed an issue that caused Harja's and Almir's sanctifiability to inflict more damage than intended. Temple of the Jade Serpent with the Wise Mari fixed an issue that would cause Wise Mari's facing to change during wash away. And Vault of the Incarnates, the number of dormant infusers increased to 5 on Mythic Difficulty up from 4. And Dathia Ascended's health reduced by 15% on Mythic difficulty. For pet battles, the Gray Marmoni and Black Skitterbug battle pets are now bind on pickup. And for PvP changes, characters, in the Pandaren race, uh, the pre-mixed pot of noodles will now scale up to level 70, granting an appropriate amount of versatility for Pandaren in PvP. Now, there were some changes in our professions. The Grifta has taken note of the wondrous and amazing items that the Ventures of Azeroth have been crafting and has decided to branch out his business to include a new optional reagent, Grifta's All-Purpose Embellishing Powder. Grifta's All-Purpose Embellishing Powder is guaranteed to give you gear plus one sparkle when applied through crafting and recrafting. This will remove any embellishments you have added to that gear as well as the unique equipped embellished 2 requirement on it. For alchemy, fixed several issues that caused File durations to scale unpredictably while consuming multiples. Vile duration specialization perks should now also function correctly as part of this fix. And for iced vial of corrupting rage, it will now correctly restore corrupting rage if you die, while overwhelming rage is also active. And for usual crafters, they fixed a scaling issue that caused idle of the aspects trinkets to be far weaker than intended, and the idol of the Aspect's trinkets now stack up to 18 times before transforming uh, up from 15. And for Reputation, the Dragon Scale Expedition, the Small Expedition Shovels now bind on pickup. And they fixed an issue where some of the early Dragon Scale Expedition cosmetics were set to bind on account instead of bind on pickup. Players can now purchase items on alts to unlock them once at least one character has reached the correct renown rate. And for Maruk Centaur, the Essence of Awakening is now properly bind on pickup. And there are some changes for Wrath of the Lich King Classic, but I'll cover that in the Classic news. And how exciting is this? For a limited time, players who do not own Dragonflight but also have a subscription or active game time, can actually play the new expansion as a drag theory evoker beginning on December 16th. You can experience the Forbidden Reach starting zone for this new race and class combination while leveling in Dragon Isles up to level 63 in the Waking Shores and through chapter 1 of the Dragonflight campaign. You will also be able to experience all of the quests, unlock and learn Dragon writing, take your professions to the next level, and even experience two new dungeons during the trial period, Ruby Life Pools, and the Naco Defensive. You can learn more about the Dragonflight on their official page and stay up to date on all of their official. Changes there, but the Dragonflight expansion trial access with subscription game time is only available through January 2nd, 2023. After this period, Dragonflight purchase will be required for you to continue your access to your Drag Theory Voker and the other Dragonflight content that you got to experience. So you have until January 2nd, if you own World of Warcraft and have a subscription and active game time, to happen in and see if this is something that you would be interested in all right so if you did not know there was a really important announcement made on December fifteenth, 2022, and this was uh, tweeted out on Twitter, and it was also posted on worldofwarcraft.com, and it was titled A Message from Warcraft, and it is as follows, Citizens of Azeroth, it is with great joy that I announce Chris Metzen has joined the Warcraft leadership team as creative advisor. Chris's focus initially will be on World of Warcraft, then his work will expand to other projects across this growing franchise. Chris was one of the original team members working on the Warcraft universe back when it began in 1994, and we are so happy to be reuniting him with the world he helped create. And this was uh, posted by John Height, General Manager of World of Warcraft. And I, to be honest, was kind of already sensing something in the World of Warcraft water when Dragonflight released. I saw Chris Metzen tweeting about playing Dragonflight, and I thought, well, that's interesting. That was really interesting. And then all of a sudden, poof. He is now working on World of Warcraft again. And I was like, okay, yep, I yep, I figured so. So here we are, and we shall see where this takes us. All right, and in an article uh by PCgamer.com by Rich Stanton they are reporting that Chinese players are being prepared for the end of World of Warcraft because Blizzard is preparing its Chinese players for the possibility that Alliance and Horde alike fear no more World of Warcraft. While Blizzard mostly publishes its own games, its titles have been distributed in China by NetEase for 14 years, an arrangement they say that both companies announced would end this October. Blizzard's game are enormously popular in China and the news immediately saw NetEase's share price actually take a dive though the two will still work together on Diablo Immortal, and they go on to report that NetEase's boss, William Ding said at the time there were material differences on key terms, and that the company claimed to have been operating its Activision Blizzard properties at a loss. That may seem unbelievable when Activision Blizzard recently announced the NetEase agreement accounted for 3% of its net revenues in the last financial year, 264 or a million in sales but net uses position does require one particular piece of context which is that last year the chinese government limited the time that children can actually spend online gaming to one hour on fridays weekends and holidays so world of warcraft is estimated to have three million players in china mind which is still an awful lot of potential one hour sessions on the weekend so if you want to read more about that i will put the link in the show notes I also want to add some commentary from a GameSpot.com article by Cameron Koch uh, that actually commented a little bit more about this topic, saying that while players in China will be allowed to download their character data ahead of the shutdown and saying that World of Warcraft players in China may actually have to take the fate of their characters into their own hands, with Blizzard announcing that it will allow Chinese players to download their characters ahead of an imminent shutdown of Blizzard game services in the region. Because since it was announced in late November that Blizzard could not come to a mutually satisfactory deal with China's NetEase, which has long served as the distributor of various Blizzard games, including WoW in the region. So since the two parties couldn't come to agreement, NetEase will soon lose its license to operate Blizzard games. So that will result in the shutdown that we were previously talking about, and this will take place on January 23rd of 2023. And this will actually result in the shutdown of games, not just World of Warcraft, but also Overwatch, Hearthstone, StarCraft 2, and more. So that is sad. That is sad. gone they announced a recruit a friend update so this was posted on December 12th but it's still news to me so I was really excited to see that they were actually showing the recruit a friend program some extra love and I feel like they're doing it in an awesome way to like layer everything so and it's not I just think that they're making it better all around so the recruit a friend program retains fan favorite features but it also introduces a bounty of new rewards and that's the part that i like right there the bounty of new rewards because as are often this best experience with friends at your side just like the previous program you can teleport to each other with friend to friend summoning which works on a 30 minute cooldown then there's also More recruits with more rewards. The Recruited Friend program will also allow us to link up to 10 friends and earn game time and other unique rewards like mounts and pets and more, the longer they play. Players new to WoW and veteran players who have not purchased the game time on their account in the past year can be enlisted in this program. Each time one of your recruits adds game time to their account, you will actually earn progress toward a new reward. The more friends you invite, the faster you'll earn the rewards. As one friend adding multiple months of game time earns the same rewards as multiple friends adding one month of game time to each. So you can see all the rewards that we will get. There's options like the Riki for one month and the title Renowned Explorer after four months and a renowned Tabard and of the Renowned Explorer's Tabard after seven months. You get game time after two months. You get game time after five months. You get game time after eight months. You get eight time game time after 11 months. You get the Explorer's Dune Trekker after three months. Then Chanting Stinging Sands after six months an explorer's jungle hopper after nine months and then you get the renowned explorer's attire after 12 months so every month that goes by you get something and i really like how they pace it out because it was like they give you a gift and they give you some game time then they give you a gift and they give you some game time so it's a pretty cool pattern going on but uh if you want to check out more on that obviously show notes is where you go Now, the other awesome thing that happened in my absence was that they introduced the Trading Post, which is a new feature that is making its way into World of Warcraft, complete monthly activities to earn currency towards decking out your characters in cosmetic transmogs, pets and mounts with new items and activities introduced every month. You'll be able to experience this new feature soon and right now it is on the PTR. We will be able to shop at the Traders Corner. A new set of trainers will be removing, will be moving their wares into capital cities of Stormwind and Orgamore. TNW, which stands for Tawny and Wilder, and Zanshiri Trading Posts will be these new hot areas that we can go to we will be able to find tnw just outside of the mage district in stormwind and the zenshiri trading post next to Gramish Howls in Orgrimmar. and the thing that i really like about that is is that they're incorporating these trading posts back into our base cities because there's always one thing like when you get a new expansion and you get a whole new world to explore and you get a whole new main capital city in that area It just feels like everything else is just left in the dust so this is something that I really like that it gives our characters something to go back home for outside of just the other stuff that we go back home for this gives us more reason to go you know what I'm gonna go to the trading post back home so I'm excited about that our trader friends have also pulled out the stops and have set up their shop so you can view the new items of the month Permanently on display right at their shop and they will also have transmogs on mannequins Pets at their feet and mounts secured in their stable. We can speak to the traders to see each month's new wares Now I'm gonna share some more information because it actually has a lot more information on the website But you there's going to be a home for creative cosmetics Because there's going to be a multitude of interesting transmog pet and mount possibilities in Azeroth through this trading post and it will also serve as a home for many more items across azeroth and beyond and it's actually not limited to the current game content they say you can expect to see a variety of fun new items to add to your collection and then opening the up these possibilities will allow for a wider variety of different goods to be brought to the trading post and players can expect the unexpected in each month's new catalog. And I think this is something cool too, to keep people active, adding in these new little nuggets of content. And that's something that I think I've always hoped that World of Warcraft would do. And now that I've played Final Fantasy and I can see how they pump out new stuff. It doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be new. Something new and fresh. And you're not going to make everybody happy with everything. I'm sure there's somebody out there giving this trading post the side eye. And that's okay. Because there's a lot of other people that are excited about it. And if you want to know more about how it works, I'll put the link in the show notes but like i said they're going to be adding something new in every month there's going to get tender every month at the first of each month players with an active account in good standing will receive a set amount of traders tender automatically and if you don't have active game time on your account or are not a subscriber at the start of a new month don't worry your tender will be awarded the first day of the month when you do have game time or an active subscription and this will be the same amount for everyone regardless of how you pay for your game time so i think that's cool that kind of reminds me of like an elder scrolls type of a spend like at the if you subscribe to the game like you get that chunk to be able to go and spend at a store i wonder if it's gonna be something like that And then there's going to be a Traveler's Log. The second way to earn Trader's Tender is to complete monthly activities listed in the new Traveler's Log. Each month features a rotating themed set of events. And then there's going to be a set amount of tender that you can earn each month through completing activities. So you won't need to complete all of the ones in the log each month. You'll actually be able to pick and choose from a variety of fun and game activities to earn easily earn more and players can choose to earn by continuing to play the games as they are already do, such as completing quests, completing in battlegrounds, or competing in battlegrounds, taking part in holiday activities, and even running mythic dungeons. But you can also choose to take part in activities uniquely designed just for that month. So, like I said, there's a lot more. This seems to be a very in-depth feature, and I love it. I'm tired of having little war tables and ships and garrisons and all this crap. I just, I was never a garrison fan. I know some of you were, and that's okay, but that just wasn't the, the player housing I was looking for. But I will take this trading post with monthly, new, fresh things to do and rewards. As long as I don't have five charges, that is another thing that always has ticked me off. Here, we're going to give you something, but you can only use it five times. What? No. Throw that thing in the garbage. I don't, I want something that's like indefinite. Don't give me your five charges. Crap. Alright? So, yep, I have strong feelings about that apparently. Let's move on. Alright, so I wanted to finish the news section off by sharing with you a blue post that was posted 10 days ago titled an engineering update on the Dragonflight launch posted by community manager Kavix. Now it is a lengthy post, so I will probably just be reading the beginning and then the end and then if you want to catch up the middle. But pretty much, (laughs) it had me rolling because it's like, I love that they are showing us the behind the curtain situation of what went down on the Dragonflight launch. Because here we are as a player, we're so excited. We either took time off from work, which I don't know why anybody still does it like the first day, because nothing ever goes well the first day. At least do it like a couple days later. But whatever you do, you. So, you know. We're like chomping at the bit, we're like, we're gonna log in, we're gonna do this, we're gonna have this, we're gonna stream it, we're gonna play with our friends and our guildies, and then like nothing ever happens the way we intended to, the way we pictured it in our minds, but you know what, we're not the only ones because on the other side of the computer is in a whole team of people who are just trying to make this amazing event happen. And then, you know, nothing goes as planned. So what I do really appreciate is the fact that they are like giving us a really big look into what it feels like to be on the other side of the screen. So here we go. This starts with Dragon Flight's recent launch behind us. We want to take some time to talk with you more about what occurred these past few days from an engineering viewpoint, which I appreciate because I am nothing near an engineer. We hope that this will provide a bit more insight onto what it takes to make a global launch like this happens. What can go right, what hiccups can occur along the way, and how we can manage them. Internally, we call events like last Monday content launch because launching and expansion is a process, not one day. Far from being a static game running the same way it did 18 years ago or even 2 years ago, World of Warcraft is in constant change and growth. And our deployment processes change as well. Expansions now consist of several smaller launches. The first goes live, running the old content, then pre-launch events, and the new systems turn on, and finally on content launch day new areas, quests, and dungeons. Each stage changes different things so we can find and fix problems, but in any large complex system, the unexpected can still occur. One change with this expansion was that the content launch was triggered using a timed event. This sounds a lot like World of War, the, the WoW Classic launch. It was a lot of timed events that just went awry. (laughs) Multiple changes to the game can be triggered to all happen at a particular time. Manually making these changes carries the risk of human error because, you know, we're human. (laughs) And we tend to err a lot. (laughs) And uh, internal or external tool outages. Using a timed event actually helps to mitigate these risks. Another change in Dragonflight, greatly enhanced support for encrypting game data records. Encrypted records allow us to send out our client with the data that the game needs to show cutscenes, share voice lines, or unlock quests. But keep that data from being mined before players get to experience them in-game. We know the community loves WoW, and when you're hungry to experience any morsel, it's hard not to spoil yourself for the main course. Encrypted records allow us to take critical story beats and hide them from players until the right time to reveal them. So isn't that (laughs) crazy? They actually have to anticipate that they can't put everything awesome in the betas Um, because we will inevitably data mine it and then even spoil those little hidden nuggets for ourselves and others. So they say that we now know that the lag and instability we saw last week was caused by the way these two systems interacted. The result was... They force the simulation server that moves your character around the world and performs your spells and abilities to recalculate which records should be hidden more than 100 times a second per simulation. As a great deal of CPU power was spent doing these calculations, the simulations became bogged down and requests from other services to those simulation servers backed up. Players see this as lag and error messages like World server down and that definitely happened to a lot of us We got the world server down. As we discovered, records encrypted until a timed event unlocked them, exposed a small logic error in the code, a misplaced line of code signaled to the server that it needed to recalculate which records to hide even though nothing had actually changed. So, they go on to say, um, I'll skip ahead a little bit, they said at 3.02pm, <laughs> this is so... <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) It's so crazy. It's so funny. So they said that before launch, they created contingency plans for situations that they were actually worried about as a result of their testing. And for example, for this launch, the designers created portals that players could use to get to the Dragon Isles in case the boats failed to work. So then they said at 3.02pm, the Horde boats arrive on schedule. Hooray! Players pile on, including some Blizzard employees. Other employees actually wait. They want to be able to test the cases in case we must turn on portals. So they stayed behind. They didn't get on the boat. The players on the boat sail off. And while some do arrive on Dragon Isle, many are disconnected or actually get stuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine just like a handful of players and I was one of those handful of players that made it and then I kept seeing in like the chats I'm stuck on Twitter people were like the minute I got on my boat it took me and now I can't get back in or my character's lost and blah 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 it was so crazy so at 302 At three, oh, immediately we started searching logs and dashboards. There are some players on the Dragon Isle map, but not many. Colleagues have issues, report that their character names and realms as specific examples. Others start reporting spikes in the CPU load and on our network file storage that our servers use. And still others are watching in game, reporting what they see. now that we've seen the horde boats, we start actually watching for the alliance boats to arrive. Most of them don't. (laughs) <laughs> and most of the horde boats actually don't return <laughs> this is so what happened i was playing on my alliance nelf character first on my on proud Moor, and i got all the way to the dock and we're sitting there we're waiting to get on the boats and the boat never comes the boat never comes the boat never comes and then all of a sudden some trolls in the group saw the boralus boat come and they're like, "Yay!" The here and like a whole chunk of people run up on the boat and then you see like one little say button somebody puts above their head like a little say bubble guys get off the boat it's not the right boat and everyone's like oh man you suck it was just so funny it was comical So after I sat there for like five minutes, I realized that the boat was not coming and no portal showed up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get over on my horde dune. And I got on the boat and I made it. So it sounds like some of my boat partners or my little passengers didn't make it with me. So they said that boats have actually been a problem in the past. So they turned on portals while they continued to investigate while the boats were not working. And their network file storage was clearly overloaded. There's actually a a large network queue on the service responsible for coordinating the simulation servers, making it think simulations aren't starting, so it launches more and more and more, and it overwhelms the hardware. Soon they discover that adding the portals actually made the overload even more worse, because players can just click the portals as many times as they want. So we actually had to turn the portals off! Now I'm going to think about that. Every time I click on a portal and it doesn't work the first time, I just keep clicking on it. Like, it's just making it way worse. As the problem persisted, they worked on tackling the increased load to get as many players into play as possible, but the service was not acting like it did pre-launch tests. They continued to problem-solve the issue and discount things that they know aren't the issue based on those tests. Then they say... By Tuesday morning, they have a better understanding of things. People had to stay over and work overnight. People got to go home and get rest, but by Tuesday morning, They now know that they were sending more messages to clients about Quests than usual. And although later discoveries will reveal this isn't actually causing the problem, a new file storage API that they are using is hitting their file storage harder than usual. Some new code added for Quest givers to beckon players seems slower than it actually should be. And the service is taking a very long time to send clients all the data changes made in the hotfixes. Reports are Coming in that the players who have gotten to the Dragon Isles plane have actually started experiencing extreme lag and oh yes, horrible lag. Mid-Tuesday morning, a coincidence happens. Digging deep into the new beck code, cold, they actually find hooks for the new encryption system they start looking at the question from the other side. Could the encryption system be slow? Explain these and other issues that we're seeing. As it turns out, yes it can. The encryption system being slow explained the hotfix problem, the file storage problem, and the lag us players were experiencing. With the source identified, the author of the relevant party of the system was able to identify the error and make the needed correction. So pushing a fix to code across so many services isn't like just flipping a switch. And new binaries actually must be pushed out and turned on. We must slowly move players from the old simulations to new ones for the correction to actually be picked up. In fact, at one point we try to move players too quickly and then we cause another part of the service to suffer. Some of the affected binaries cannot be corrected without a service restart, which we delay t- until the fewest players are online as not to disrupt players who were actually in the game. By Wednesday, the fix was completely out and the service stability dramatically improved. While it took some effort to identify the issue and get it fixed, our team was incredibly vigilant in investigating the issue and getting it corrected as quickly as possible. Good software engineering isn't about never making mistakes. It's about minimizing the chances of making them, finding them quickly when they happen, and having the tools to get in the fixes right away. And then they add, and having an amazing team to come together to make it all happen. And this was posted by the World of Warcraft engineering team. And I wanted to share this lengthy blue post because as a player, and as players, We only get to see like the outside of the experience. We get to chomp at the bit. We get to make plans. We get to go, I'm gonna log in and play. I'm gonna stream the launch. I'm gonna take work off. I'm gonna set up and go to go to the store and buy a whole grip of food and a whole bunch of drinks and I'm just gonna hunker down in my basement and play my favorite game. And you know, like all that happens and we just think about me, 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 I, 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 all these amazing plans And then when something goes awry, we're like and you know we get really upset and mad and I really appreciate that they were like, get this, there's a lot of crap that goes on behind the thing. We just log into a pretty world, we get to run effortlessly down to a dock and we wait for a boat to come and when the boat doesn't come, we troll the people around us and we try to sell them on getting on the Borales boat and shipping them off. (laughs) That's what we do, right? But little do we know, on the flip side, on the other side of this screen, is a bunch of people pulling their hair out, watching boats come, watching boats disappear, watching people blow up on social media, like, it is a whole thing. So kudos to them, I was sick, I didn't get to give a big applause, I want to say, way to go. You know what, because I had a plan. I made backup tunes on low pop servers because I was sure there was going to be some crazy freaking queues this time around. And you know what? There wasn't. But there was a lot of lag and there was a lot of craziness. <laughs> but hey, what, what are you going to do about it, right? We can either laugh it off because laughter is my coping mechanism. We can laugh it off. Because it's not going to change anything if we get mad and we give everybody the stink eye and we just go, you know, like it's not going to save anything. We might as well change your perception and make yourself happier and realize, yeah, that was a trip. But now knowing that these, you know, the engineering team had a way big trippier experience (laughs) and I really appreciate these little glimpses behind the curtain. Okay, one more quick addition before we hop into WoW Classic News is that they have actually released the Dragonflight 10.0.5 patch notes that are currently right now live on the PTR. Huge, huge list. A lot of class changes. Um, That is where the Trading Post information was even announced straight out of the PTR patch notes. But... I'm not going to cover all the changes to the classes, but I will put the link in the show notes so you can do take a look if you want to know what's come up and coming for your character in the game. But I did want to tell you this. If you're a transmog person and you... Are like me, and you find some cool stuff that's in the common white or the poor gray quality equipment, and you're like, Why can't I transmog this? This is ridiculous. The item is right there and it's being wasted. I can't even use it, and now we will be able to. So, they are putting in there that items and under the items and rewards section of the patch notes for Dragonflight 10.0.5 that common white and poor gray quality equipment will now be able to be used for transmog. When these patch notes go live, these items will now become bind on equip. So that's pretty awesome. And they will also have Enchant Illusions will now be able to be applied on artifact weapons. And that there's going to be a new toy, the Reusable Oversized Bobber, which will be be able to be acquired from catching 100 fish with the Oversized Bobber. And the toy version supports all bobbers in your toy collection, will automatically work with new bobber additions. So I just wanted to let you know that this is going to be a thing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, are you telling me that you built a time machine?
0: Out of a DeLorean?
1: Alright, so for the Wrath of the Lich King classic, wow news. They fixed an issue where holidays on the calendar could be off by one day. And for class fixes, the Death Knight Frost Death knights they fixed an issue where it was possible to have multiple ranks of icy talents active at once and for unholy decays they fixed an issue where multiple ranks of desolation can be stacked at once okay and if you're like me and you started out playing wrath and then dragonflight launched and then you're like okay i can't play both right now i really want to hop into dragonflight and i know that wow warcraft um wrath classic will be there for me waiting, since they already launched that already too, I have two Warcrafts to juggle right now, and I know Classic isn't going anywhere, and I really want to get at least one of my characters to 70, so I put down my leveling in WoW Classic, and then I got infected back to back, so that kind of like Put a damper on my leveling and my playing anything and then even when I did want to play from my couch which I call couch craft my cat chewed my charger to my laptop right in half and I had to wait until anyone came and because I found one on Amazon but it's also Christmas rolling up in here it takes it took a lot longer to get here because of you know everybody's busy buying gifts so it's been a whole thing okay it's been a thing but if you're like me, which is how I started this whole entire rant, uh, the Joyous Journey's 50% experience buff is returning to WoW Classic. That is right, the roads in Northrend are icy and fraught with danger. To help you continue your adventures in Wrath of Lich King Classic, players will get the benefit of the Joyous Journey's experience buff, which will increase experience by 50% for all players through level 80. So it is definitely a great time to finish leveling our characters or even creating a new one or inviting friends to join you in on your Azerothian adventures. Players can also visit any innkeeper in the capital cities and Dalaran to turn the experience buff on or off. The joyous journeys experience buff will be available from December 13th through January 16th, 2023. So, man, this really cramps my style. Now I'm like, "Uh, oh, I'll be able to get my character to 70 and Dragonflight and then quickly hop over and then um play some classic and tr- hopefully take advantage of this 50% buff because it lasts till January 16th. So there, there's my to-do list. How about you? Are you excited about the Joyce Journeys? I am... Right in an article on Dexerto.com, there is an article published by Lauren Bergen titled WoW Classic Server Populations in 2022. That's December of 2022. Right now. So they said each iteration of World of Warcraft still remains ever popular in 2022, including WoW Classic, which allows us to experience the millennial era of the game And they wanted to add in that here is every server in WoW Classic and their individual populations for the month of December. Despite thousands of players choosing to pick up their mouse and keyboard and plunge into World of Warcraft to enjoy the recently released Dragonflight expansion, there are actually still millions of OG fans traversing the plains of the WoW Classic universe with the release of the iconic Wrath of Lich King expansion. As well as the previous installment, Burning Crusades, fans continue to flock to the game every day to try the new content out for themselves. So, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you can see where your server is on the list. I can only speak of mine right now. I wish there was a way to, like, bring everything up to the top because right now it's all alphabetized. So, hmm... There are some that it even includes the EU servers as well as the US servers. So let me see if I can do to do Pagel. Yeah, Pagel, US West. Holy cow, man. What? 17,286 Alliance characters and the sister's 52 horn. (laughs) This explains so much. Let me see if I can see. Just quickly glancing at some more easily faction balance. So it looks like Maladath, ES, U, Maladath US East has a pretty close balance with 2006 Alliance and 1808 Horde. Let me look. I'm just doing a quick glance to throw some servers out at you. Nether, Keep EU English looks like it has uh 2699 alliance versus 2043 horde and da, 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 just gl- and I don't I don't know how accurate these numbers are but it's better than nothing sky fury us west 4,213 alliance and 3325 3, horde so it's not too big of a disparaging Number. Um, so, oh, it looks like Thecol EU is pretty balanced with 4,891 Alliance and 4,403 Horde. And let's look. Um, the last one that really jumps out at me is Windseeker US East with 2,719 Alliance and 2,908 Horde. So, it's pretty, the rest of them are pretty redonkulous. Like, it's, like, they're just such gaps and factions, but the ones I listed. Once again, I don't. It says this information was obtained via Iron Forge, so yeah, there we go. I will put the link in the show notes because it's definitely something. I just remember back in the day, we would have all of these servers or all these websites that we can go to to help pick out a server. We would go and look at the balance. Of the faction, you know, because if you're on a PvP server, you really don't want to be on a really screwy balance, you know, and really off-balance server. It just sucks the fun out of the entire experience. So I'm adding this right now to the show notes because I think personally, from my stance, I like to at least be on a more balanced server. With PvE, it probably doesn't matter too much except for the fact that you don't have as many people... um, vying for the NPCs and stuff like that but now with our tag sharing and stuff in Dragonflight I don't think it matters as much and the fact that you can join up cross-faction I don't think it affects us as much but definitely in one classic you would feel the pain um, in certain situations. If there's such an extreme imbalance. So I put the link to that in the news portion of the show notes for Wrath Classic. <laughs> Alright, here's a little intro to a section that I've added into the news called The Bird House. Tweet, 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 tweet. It is because, which I don't know, once again, I don't know how long Twitter will be around. We had Elon today being like, hey, I'm going to take a vote and see <laughs> if you guys want to vote me off Twitter. And it didn't look like it was looking too good. It just looked look like people were voting yes more than they were voting no. And then he tweeted out, you better be You know, something like, I'm paraphrasing because I'm just going off. you better be sure of what you want, or something like that, along those lines, like, if you're gonna ask for it, you better be prepared to get what you're asking for, and I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? You know, um, so I'm like, is Twitter not gonna be there? Is he gonna hand Twitter over to something else? Someone else? Is that someone else gonna be worse than what they think that he is? I don't know. So... I've been on Twitter for 10 years, 10 plus years, so it kind of scares me. I'm like, oh, please don't pull the plug. I don't want to go down the drain. So right now, I'm reporting stuff off from the birdhouse, which is Twitter for now. So um, these are some handy tweets from anybody in the Warcraft community. It could be a well-known account. It could be just some normal person, not like a Wowhead or Warcraft, but actually a player. Wanted to share some tips on Twitter. And um, so, but we're going to start with the first tweet comes from Wowhead at Wowhead on Twitter. And they said, After a few days, we've finally discovered how to obtain the new temperamental Skyclaw mount in Dragonflight. The mount requires you to bring a stack of three dishes to Zanwagi in the Azure spam, which I wanted to include this tweet because it's something I think we'd all like to know. Um, The temper, temperamental sky claw mount, you have to, um, there's a, a whole list of prerequisites, the dishes that are required for the mount, how to get the meat, to do the mount and all that jazz, so I'm going to put the link in the show notes, or you can find it on Wowhead. But they do go through and tell you exactly how to unlock the Tupper Mental sky Skyclaw mount for Dragonflight. So I thought that was cool to share. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, and then the next tweet, all from the Birdhouse, was I believe this was from Wow Up. Let me see. Yes, I'm gonna go up to WoW Up status because they had said Happy Future Friday. People have been waiting for a while. We're happy to announce the beta of our new CurseForge enabled client. You can read more about it here on the link their Patreon page. So what they wanted to announce was that they actually are they're going to be launching or they have launched the beta of their new wow up app that supports curseforge add-ons so if you use curseforge for your add-ons you can actually also use wow up and they will be able to go back and forth and, and utilize both of those apps to keep your wow add-ons up-to-date so some of you may remember when we used to support curseforge add-ons in the past and we tried to move to a model with you having a manually an input an API key due to technical limitations luckily this is no longer the case the trade-off is now in order to use curseforge add-on provider you will actually need to view an ad like our Waygo implementation As always, you can turn off this provider if you choose, however, you will then lose the CurseForge functionality. This new client is officially sanctioned by Overwolf for use with CurseForge, so hopefully we don't have to shut it down last minute this time. And some of you are probably asking, why is it a separate app? Well, the answer is technical, but the short version is that they require a custom version of Electron, which is what WowUp is built on to manage secure communications with their ad providers. This is like how we use, how they use their standalone CurseForge updater works. So the decision was made on our end to create a new app that meets their requirements, so that you can use it if you choose. The main Wow. Up app is not going anywhere so this is specifically for people who like to use curseforge for some of their add-ons and then also want the option to use wow up and then have them work together and then worldofwarcraft.com, well, at World of Warcraft on Twitter, had uh, tweeted out a map that they labeled for everyone. They said, Dragon is the new central hub for players in Dragonflight, so get your bearings with this handy map. So it actually has where all the little training dummies in the portals, the dragon riding trainer, auction house, has everything listed for you if you don't have like an add-on or or whatever, or you just want something to glance at to kind of get an idea where everything's at. So they had tweeted out an up-to-date map. And then we had a really handy tweet out by Nav, at Nav underscore Ox. And they said, anybody need a 34 slot bag in Dragonflight in Warcraft? And then they tweeted out the pictures in the overflowing rapid zone where you can dive down into add the waterfall to get this bag. So I'm putting the screenshots and the location of this cool bag, 34 slot bag, in the show notes.
0: I'm bored. You want to go for a drive?
1: Sure. You know where I'd like to go? Where? I'd like to go cruise some forums. Hmm. Sure. So like I said I've had to redo my show notes for a while now and my last Cruising the Forums that's right this is Cruising the Forums I actually had a bunch of forum posts by about the new UI and then I was like when I sat down to record the show again I was like do I even keep them in there because the outrage of the UI has already come and gone and it was hilarious it really was but now it just seems you know old in hindsight. (laughs) So, I just opted to hop on over, we're going to take a cruise to the Reddit for Classic WoW! Because why not? Why not just dump, just dive right into the sewer, right off the first one, and let's go. This is a post. It's under vent gripe section. Stuck out a heroic dungeon to try and be nice to some potentially new players today and it was a terrible idea. (laughs) All right, so they go on to say, remember, not too long ago, we had all those wow players, mean posts of screenshots of fellow players being, I'll just say jerks, (laughs) tellers in dungeons. Reddit group think conclusion was that these players were mean? Stick out a group of players that were quote, new or low item level today, where we had two deaths and a healer with broken gear after one pole in a heroic. Today, who we had to wait on to repair within the first pole, we wiped on a new barack twice. First time healer stayed out despite us spending a minute saying, healer, move in, in two different languages. Second time we pulled, and a tank didn't move in, and instead typed out, no, (laughs) and sent the message right as the web went up. Some tank had, same tank had threat go all over the place, the whole dungeon, stayed around to explain mechanics, even on all three fights. No, it's not always equitable to stay around and handhold. And then in bold it says, "Sometimes people are just blink dumb, and it's not okay. And it's okay to pass on a group and let them fill your spot." We're at the end of phase one, and it's likely people have exposure to these dungeons already, or can open the Google or ask a party what the blank to do. So I would have to say, I feel like they didn't really know if the players were new, you know? They put in quotes um, that they were quote new or had in a low item level today. So I'm guessing that they probably didn't know for sure that they were new, but they assumed they were new because of their low item level. That would be my, you know, because it says they stuck out stuck out a group of players that were quote new or low item level so it sounds like they really weren't sure but they might have been did, you know deducing that with a low item level they were new um yeah I think it's hard to because they're also saying that the person said no like that was their only <laughs> communications coming out like maybe they weren't um they didn't speak. The same language as the as the poster, and that was the only thing they knew, or I don't know. <laughs> but I agree, you, but I'm a big communicator, so I would have said, hey, are you guys new here, or are you just stupid? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I would have wanted to know, because I feel that our time is, you know, time is money, friend, you know, like, our time is valuable, and as gamers. People don't think that, but it's our hobby. It's something that we do uh, for enjoyment. So when you are taking your time to help, help, quote, help someone that you think is new, I want to get that on lockdown. I want to know that I'm helping a a new person and not just a lazy, dumb person. Okay. Like that's just me. I'm just being honest. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like that would have been the best thing. Hey, are you guys new? And they're like, no, we've been playing for la, la, la. Then you could just tell yourself, okay, they're just dumb. You know, they're just low info uh, raiders. You could say that. That's probably nicer than just saying they're dumb. Okay. I'm just, just it's two in the morning. What were you going to get from me? <laughs> so, all right. So the garbage man says, I think it's the popular opinion that you are never forced to carry new players or guide them through a dungeon. You're not doing anything wrong by leaving. The a-hole move is flaming them and trying to make them feel bad for daring to be inexperienced. And that's the, I agree. Like, you know, it doesn't sound like they were being mean to them. I feel like, though, this person's experience with these rude people who weren't listening to the mechanics, weren't in taking any of the information that the the poster was sharing. I think that's why it almost feels like these people either didn't understand the poster like maybe it was a language barrier or maybe they just didn't care or maybe they were on some they maybe they because people maybe they were drunk maybe they were on something you know maybe they were enjoying their festivus with Maybe they were inebriated in some way. I don't know. There's a lot of things, you know? There's a lot of things when you just um, queue up with randos. They could be under the influence of something. (laughs) Or they could be exhausted. I don't know. There's so many reasons. But I'm that type of person that wants to know those reasons. I want to know why I'm wasting my time if I'm telling these people mechanics or instructions and they're just blatantly ignoring me. I say good on the original poster um, because... Their name is Spappy Twitch. I think that it's good that they at least stuck it out, but man, it doesn't sound like they're probably going to want to do it again. It sounds like they got burnt and they're like, no, this is the last time I'm going to try to help someone, you know? So that's the downside. There's there's always, you know, multiple sides and situations. So, um, Sillithid Lives Matter <laughs> said, unfortunately, it's rarely in an inexperienced problem and more often an unwilling-to-cooperate kind of problem. Ask if anyone's new, if anyone needs explanations at the start, dead silence. Wipe to something clearly by someone's fault, standing in stuff and dying, or rolling need on something clearly not for their class, dead silence, or an a-hole non-English answer, they said. I can't even think of one time since the original launch that a group got mad off at someone got mad. I'm trying to ad lib so it's not a bunch of cuss words. Um, that a group got ticked off at someone and inflamed them. Or at least one of those issues weren't the case. If you're going to be an antisocial poop head <laughs> who can't even be bothered to respond to the group speaking to you, then you are messed up. It's gonna be a well-deserved response for that. Yeah, that's where I was getting I was kind of getting that vibe where the original poster put themselves out there, spent the time, went over the mechanics, and then just got no answer back or just the word no. <laughs> so, it could just be a variation of things. Um, and then I will read one more reply. Um, was Pusangala Uh, My solution to this was to convince my wife to tank while I heal. (laughs) So long as at least one of the three DPS knows how to breathe and hit key binds at the same time, the group will be fine. There we go. Winning answer. Ding, ding, ding. I think that just goes to tell you that at the end of the day, it's awesome to be able to uh, play and do content with people who are like minded like you and have the same goals going in and the same value on communication. Instead of just leaving it up to, you know, the randos to fill in the blanks. Because you're just going to, it's a roulette wheel of dirt to dirt. I just, I don't know. So, let's move on. Alright, our next Cruising the Forums installment is titled, I Quit. I Just Can't Get That High. In the Warcraft Retail General Discussion Forums, Razembro a 65 human hunter posted I give up I cannot get that last dragon glyph dragon glyph fells apex is unattainable really blizz you had to put it so freaking high so I I'm not gonna lie I don't I have I don't know if I'm where they are at or what they I can't remember which glyphs I've got I do know that I found an add-on that I use now to mark all the glyphs. Because I sucked at the Marco Polo uh, design of the game where your dragon is just flying around and it's like, your dragon senses a glyph and I'm like, where, where, where? Never could find it. I don't, I can never find it. So I'm like, screw this. And I found a glyph for it. I think it was like a handy notes dragon riding glyph and I use the curse forge one so you should check it out if you suck at finding glyphs like I do and um so we have some advice our first person our first poster said it's zakuro replied with it reminds me of how i'd stand at the top of the peak and throw down a high ex- explosive trap. So when Alliance landed, they get yeeted off the mountain. And I had a little valpira camp up there, so I could come back pretty fast. And then Fuzzbutt said, you can do it. I had to take breaks in between, aka finding a safe spot to land at, to recharge, then keep going. And then sarm said worst case scenario sit on a ledge until you're at full vigor then blow it all on skyward ascent while aiming your dragon straight upwards land on the highest ledge you can wait for all of your vigor to replenish then do it again don't use the dash don't do it and then zaguro added but yes also take breaks you can get up the mountain you just have to land and wait for vigor to recharge or do it at last since you get a lot of things that can help you recharge vigor in the air as you progress still takes a lot of patience though don't worry i'm not currently eating alliance off the mountain <laughs> so i think that is the best advice i've gotten so far was if you find one of the glyphs that is absolutely impossible for you to get and it's just causing you to get so frustrated do some more, um, go around and get some of the lower hanging fruit and increase your, you know, level up your dragon riding and then try to go back and keep trying. And that has been the best advice I have gotten and have put to use. So then... Um, to do to see if I have any more good advice, just land and wait for Vigor to Recharge, Skyward Ascent six times, land, repeat. Tedious, it says tedious equals hard. <laughs> so Nanette said, what? I've had two strokes and I got it. On the south side of the mountain are a few snowy stop-offs if you really need them. So there you go. There are some hints. Don't give up. If a glyph seems super high... Definitely go back and go get some lower hanging glyphs and then come back once you've leveled up Maybe unlocked some because that is what I was running into is I was trying to get some glyphs that I had no business Getting until I unlocked and leveled up my dragon writing. So then I had like um, a faster recovery on my vigor and so on so definitely makes a difference Alright, so our final installment in the Cruising the Forums takes us back to Reddit, but this time in the r slash wow reddit. And even though I'm not a raider, um, be just I've never had the opportunity to actually do it, I just wanted to include this for those of you who are. Is it just me or some of these Mythic Plus Dungeons pure hell for casters and this is posted by abort retry flail they said just did a 15 plus jade as a plus 15 jade as a demonology lock and i genuinely wanted to quit the effing game Between the absurd volume of non-stop, barely visible overlapping effects on the ground and the fact that I think I got less than a dozen hard casts off the whole dungeon, I don't know what can be done. I'm getting the feeling that Blizzard has forgotten that not everybody plays melee and sometimes they need more than a second or two of immobility without a swirly or move to lighting up to actually use our abilities. Is this genuinely how the season is going to go? Where most dungeons on most weeks, casters are never going to have more than a half second to get a cast off? So... <laughs> the funniest reply and the one that I can relate to because I am strictly just I just love hunters and there's a lot of reasons why. <laughs> so um one person said replies their reply is laughs and hunter. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, vote that one up brother. Um so then someone else, they had, oh, Smuckers and Cherry Bomb said, I feel like some of these Mythic plus Dungeons are hell for melees. LOL. And then our Aaron too said, I think this week especially is rough as a caster. A lot, seemingly more than usual, of the bosses in this season have AoE interrupts. This, coupled with Quaking, makes for a pretty rough experience. I'm maining an evoker and there are some bosses that are just instant cast or nothing. Croth after both dunks is basically what is it? CY at two casters. Fenrir isn't as bad but still rough. While not an interrupt, UnBruskel is also pretty rough on casters. This is relatively balanced by the fact that some bosses literally can't be hit by melee during some mechanics. Terra and Maruk have a PBAoE you have to avoid, so does Granth, as does Odin. Overall, I think the balance of melee unfriendliness to caster unfriendliness is actually pretty close. So then Traxxas says, life is always bad for melee, so the solution is to make it bad for everyone. I think Blizzard has done a good job on that aspect. (laughs) Oh goodness. And then Pariah said, healers, double dip as usual. So Traxus said that they've been healing since Mop and they love it. If it's bad for everyone, there's more healing for me to do. And then left eyed Asmodeus said, it's just ugly when you can't cast healing spells through. Or you have to abort big CDs just to not get stunned. Uh, But I am not complaining. Druids can do a lot without much casting. I just wish for DDs not carrying that interrupts that that DD's not carrying that interrupt to me. And then Traxxas added, As a Holy Priest, I can do whatever I want. There is always an answer. I have multiple instinct high powerful cooldowns for ST and AoE and the utility to help the team take less damage in the first place. You can also plan on being around and being interrupted. I won't channel him unless I know Quaking happened recently. For example, it's a very rare situation. Is ugly enough to be unsavable without it being an obvious insta-wipe. And if the fight has started and the players are committed, there's always something to increase the chance of success. So Trashis seems like... As being a holy priest, they are really not having too much of a problem right now. And the original poster, let me, they are a, they just did, yep, as a demonology lock and generally wanted to quit. So, definitely class differences, as always, right? So, let me see if there's any more chunks of information. Da, 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 da. Abort, retry, flail. Yeah, standing in, it wasn't the issue. I just ran around like a chicken with my head cut off non-stop. The problem is the limited number of instant abilities I can use. So it definitely sounds like a demonology lock issue where they don't have a lot of instant abilities. Where Traxus, being a holy priest feels like they're pretty comfortable with the amount of instant abilities they have. So this seems like it might be a problem if you're in a class that you can't pop off a lot of instants and these um, newer fights are going to require a lot of movement. So yeah, I guess well, something, when all these class retunes are coming up on us, hopefully they'll address some of this stuff. Who knows? A lot of time ahead of us. A lot of complaining to be done and i lied i wanted to add in one more this was like a really wholesome post i found on the general discussions back in october okay when i was going to be doing my I feel like I've tossed this in multiple episodes to add, and then I never, it always gets left on the cutting room floor. So I thought, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm putting this in. And it was a post called, So What Does Everyone Do for a Living? And then Flack from Trailer Park Boys, they said, I will start off. I work as a firefighter, EMT, 911 call taker, and dispatcher. What about y'all? And I wanted to include this um, post because one, it had 420 replies by now. And um, I just thought it's always good to remind ourselves that, you know, even especially when we're cruising the forums, that these players are people. And you don't know what age they are. You don't know what their background is. You don't know where they're at in their chapter, in their book of life. But one thing you know is that they do something, okay? They they do something else outside of World of Warcraft and I thought this was a really cool general discussion post to share and obviously I'm not going to read all of the replies but I'm just going to scroll through and just instinctually stop at a couple. Just to remind us that there are a lot of awesome people behind these characters that we play with and that we run by, that we slash whistle at, that we wave to. Not everybody's a 12 year old picking their nose and flicking it at the wall behind them. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, Toby, the Blackstone Irregulars said, ATSS for the DOT FAA, I fix the radars, the radios, and the automation systems for air traffic controller use. And Kavanu said, I'm a stay-at-home mom. And Garyan said, IT support specialist, video editor, learning blender on the side for more stuff to do, as well as a side job here and there when someone I know needs help. And then Spyro Purple said, digital art, been doing it for over a decade now. It's more of a hobby than anything, to be honest. Pretty much the only thing I'm good at, it seems. And Flack said, this is so awesome. We have some new hires that are air traffic controllers coming into dispatch. And then um, we have a lot of replies. Um, AFK Priest says, I ship milk. So exciting. <laughs> And nail gun. Nail gun is cool because they're a home improvement contractor. How cool is that? Um, and then Mind said, "I steal from the rich and give to the poor." And then Kav said that they are customer success which is just customer support with more steps and a slightly better pay. And Flea said, I'm actually home a lot, disabled, but I handle things like cooking and cleaning and tech work and other things while mom works her job. During my time, though, I work on perler bead art and I do my streams. And then Cenariar said, I'm in school full-time for goldsmithing, and I work part-time doing customer service for a bank in the credit card department. And then, and then um, excessive said, my wife is a professor at a university, and she's only 33 years old, so I have me a full-time sugar mama. Her aside, <laughs> I manage a transportation company that works with emergency services and setting up a lot of emergency field operations, such as Red Cross, etc. And we have... Mont Vision said, I keep up the yard maintenance and take out the weekly trash recycling yard waste cans. And Anas- Anastasi said, I am an astronaut. And Flack said, You guys are our lifeline in mass situations. And Zuz was a semi-retired computer programmer. Dremel makes pet food flavoring, and Solidus is a truck driver and volunteer firefighter, and um, Talitha is a feline maintenance technician. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, Catalina, a retired RN and now graphic designer. And Amma Mage, retired in 2012. They have a social, se- they have social security, so they guess they they could say that they are the government pays them to play WoW and do other stuff. And uh, sorcerer Kile, maintenance technician and semiconductor manufacturer, which is they said in parentheses a high-end wrench turner. And then we'll end with Wilfred, a couples counselor and registered psychotherapist, private practice with an MA social worker at a hospital. So, so many awesome jobs that are fellow, fellow, uh, feather and fellow, fellow, um, Azerothians do on their side. You know, they're not, they can't all be heroes in game and out of game but it sounds like a lot of them are. (laughs) There's a lot of cool, cool people we run around with and we have no idea. So you want to check out that and you want to partake in it. Yeah, I necroed that post from October, but I've been meaning to share it with you guys. I just couldn't pass it up. Right, we're going to just take a little break. We're not going to be covering any side quests. I actually have a couple side quests I want to share with you in episode 16. And then I'm not going to really go in depth on what I've been doing in game because I've kind of alluded to stuff here and there throughout the episode. And this show is getting quite large. So I think in episode 16, I will be putting in for more information on what I've been doing in game. But what I haven't been doing in-game right now is I had to take a little break of WoW Classic because Dragonflight came. But now we've heard that they're going to be doing the XP boost until January 16th. So now I'm my, my next to-do list is to get my Night Elf Hunter Harena on Proudmoore up to level 70. And then hop over and try to take care of some... Um, leveling in the Pagel server that I play on in the Lion's Pride Tavern guild. So, but what I have been doing on my free time uh, with being sick and an entire household being sick and all the way up until my cat chewed through my laptop cord was getting the Clutchmates community up and running. So, like I said, you can go to Clutchmates dot card dot co to go to the website it's um, clutchmates dot c a r r d dot co and um, obviously I'm going to have it linked right from Cozy Podcast Network so you can just go to cozypodcastnetwork dot com and hit it up there or you can if you're on Twitter go to wow clutchmates and find out all the information there you can join the discord there everything is brand new so It's just me and maybe a few lovely individuals who have already hopped in. Um, The community, the Cross Realm community, it has more of us in there because it's awesome because it's cross-faction and cross-community and you can add your characters, whatever characters you want to do. And then now with the opening up of the Discord, we can actually get in and play with each other across um, faction and cross-realm. So, I just wanted to kind of introduce to you my vision for Clutchmates. And um, we are a bifactional cross realm Warcraft community with a home guild on US Proudmore Alliance. From the website, you can get the Clutchmates invite for writing game and stuff, having to sort it out. And then you can also enter the Discord. And um, Clutch Mates, like I said, make sure when you go to find it in your Find a Community tab, make sure in the filter section that cross faction is checked, or else we won't show up in the community area. And then, if you want to join the guild and be one of the first members of the guild um, and level up over there, it is US. And it's proudmore, and it's on the Alliance side and it's called Clutchmates. And um, I have you, the applications are open there. So I did spend time getting the guild bank up and running. I think I got like four out of the five tabs or five tabs purchased. And I started loading up stuff um, for the guild bank. So if you like to get in on new and on the ground level, this would be the time to join in and have fun. And um, Clutchmates is an inclusive, friendly... No pressure, cross faction, cross realm community for kind casuals. And the goal is to grow an inclusive clutch of awesome Azerothians for Dragonflight and beyond. And these are just some of the guild rules because I just wanted to kind of touch about like guild stuff. I've done guild leadership in the past um, in various different games and stuff. And one thing I hate is getting lost in a whole big list of rules, but if you don't have rules There's always going to be somebody that wants to push up against boundaries and test waters. But I just don't like, you know, I just wanted to kind of keep things simple and go off from my experience. So I'm just going to share with you the guild and group rules. No hating or harassing your clutch mates. We are here to connect on what we have in common and not to hate on what we don't. And life can suck and be boring at times, let's be honest. The more we can surround ourselves with others who enjoy what we enjoy, the better. And the second rule, keep the group and guild visible post content, and commentary safe for work and free of religious and political discussions. These sort of discussions are welcomed in private conversations and closed communications with those that welcome it. So it's just nothing that can be scrolled over, nothing to cause arguing and peeing contests. But if you have like-minded people and you want to carry on these discussions, just do them in your in your little groups little side groups in your own conversations you know so um also know your audience and read the room aka use common sense if you have to ask if something is okay to post or say it most likely isn't and then no spamming you know don't get in there and do all the little weird signs the You know, the little scripts, you know, and constantly going, I'm a Twitch streamer, I'm a Twitch streamer, like over and over and over again, like you see in, like, trade and general chat. You know, just keep the content creations can be shared with the group and the provided content sharing channel in Discord, because I made a spot for everybody just to put their stuff. And then please respect your clutch mates' time in game. This was always a pet peeve of mine. Whenever you get in game... There are, are guildies I've had in the past where they act like you're there to entertain them, like you were hired help. You were there, you were hired to entertain them, and you better do it. Or I've had the type of guildies before where they are um, little little nuggets. Their parents have uh, just set them down at their computer and leave them there. And they let them get into voice chat. And then you're like trapped with this little kid for like like hours. Like the parent is such a a not engaging, not... It's just not being a good parent, in my opinion. I'm just going to come right out and say that. And they're just... Have you ever had that happen? Tell me your horror stories. I've had this happen. And you feel so conflicted. You're like, this little kid is so adorable. I feel really sad for them. What a crappy parent. You know what I mean? And that time is money friend you know time is valuable so we need to respect our clutch mates time and game our clutch mates can be very busy people in and out of game and their time is valuable so please do not nag your clutch mates to do things you want them to do with you you can ask but do not expect okay and members who are 16 years old and under Um, need to be, a like, any members who are under 16 years of age need to be accompanied by an adult. The guild is, the guild and group is not a daycare or an after-school program. I have felt so bad for these little ones, but their parents must have felt so comfortable being like, hey, I'm just gonna leave them here, and you just talk to so-and-so, and I'm like, what are they doing? Like, where's the, the parent just disappeared for, like, ever, and you're just like, all right, are they going to feed their child? You know, it's just awful. So I just wanted to make sure that I put that in there too. So a lot of things I think of guild rules and group rules is a lot of common sense, but you would like to think that that's the case, but it doesn't always end up that way. Some people just really are like, the little horn swoggle toads in game they just really are thick skinned thick necked they don't understand the what's acceptable and what's not so I just had to put that out there so that is what I've been doing on my side when waiting to get back into game and waiting to heal and get better is just try to make a fun inclusive area for you know you can I think that's the one thing about being a casual gamer is people think like When you're casual, there are hardcore people who are still casual because they just don't have the time. So, you know, I just want to welcome everybody to come in and get to know each other and have friends and, like, make that environment. Like we, like, I remember in the back in the day where you could just pop in and and say, hey, how's it going? And you know, cultivate a great group of people to play with. So if that sounds like something you are interested in, you know where to find me. All right, we are moving into To Raid chat. The place for extras, the place for spotlights, the place for tips and recommendations and in in-game events. So, our first up is jump into this week's PvP brawl, Frozen Arathi Blizzard. Frozen Arathi Blizzard is a resource race. Put away your bathing suit. Pull out your parka and enter a winter wonderland as the Rathy Basin you know and love gets a fresh coat of ice and snow. You'll be racing your way between the farm, stables, mine, lumberyard, and blacksmith through piles of snow and over a mostly frozen lake. One more thing, the weather forecast calls for a bit of fog of war. We hope you're prepared for the weather. This goes from December 13th through December 20th. Next up is Wintervale! The fine folks of smoky wood pastures aren't letting a little thing like a shattered sky and ominous port and in the way of spreading holiday cheer or gaining a bit of profit. The Wintervale has begun in Azeroth, and with it comes the fripperies, fineries, and delectable, cosmestible. Uh, Comestibles of the Holiday. This holiday goes from December 16th through January 2nd. And you can find these initial holiday quests in Orgamore and Ironforge, but festive decorations can be found throughout the Azeroth. Alright, so for the tip uh, portion of trade chat, I wanted to direct you to an article put out by Wowhead posted by Squishy and it's titled defeat super rares each day for up to 385 item level gear. And it says the community had discovered that certain rares nicknamed super rares can drop loot all the way up to item level 385. So they made a list of these rares and the rewards that you get from the rare. So, I will put the link to that in the show notes because doesn't that sound like an amazing, fun list of things to, to track down? They have every uh, boss, what they drop, where to find them, and all that jazz. in nice little chart for us. So, I'm going to put that in the show notes. And like I said, the show notes can be found at CozyPodcastNetwork.com. Okay, so I will toss in, because I did add this to my show notes, um, one of the adventures in Azeroth things that um, I had, one of my own adventures, which actually is a tip, and that's why I put it in trade chat, was while I was leveling my night elf in Veldraken. Um, and, well, in the game, but whenever I went to Veldraken, something weird happened. I would be in the bank or something, and my character was constantly cowarding, and there was this constant, like, weird buff called, um, what did I put? I, I titled it, it's the Contagious Cowardice buff. Error debuff actually, and it was this weird bug. I don't know if it's still going on, but I tweeted it out and I was like, What in the heck is happening? Every time I go into the bank in Veltraken, I get this crazy debuff where I have this cowardly little creature. It's like the fear type of effects on your character. And I tweeted it out, and then thankfully, somebody replied back. With this article on destructoid.com, and it says, Contagious Cowardice Bug Plagues Wow Dragonflight Players. And that was me. And it says, Art imitates life, and life imitates art. World of Warcraft's Corrupted Blood Pandem. Pandemic from back in 2005 is one of the most notorious and yet fascinating things to ever happen in the game. It even has its own Wikipedia t- page titled The Corrupted Blood Incident. For those who may not be familiar, basically what happened was that there was a debuff associated with a certain boss fight at the end of the raid. The debuff could pass between players in close proximity and while it was intended to be active only in the boss region, a bug allowed Corrupted Blood corrupted blood to spread across the entirety of Azeroth. (laughs) The game's fictional world. It's uncanny phenomenon given what we've experienced over the past four years. The incident was so good at being replicated how Disease spreads in the real world, in fact, the epidemiologists conducted studies on it and actually got a better understanding of how to combat illnesses in real life from World of Warcraft. And my parents said video games are not productive. So while Blizzard successfully shut down the digital pandemic nearly two decades ago, history has finally repeated itself. The newly released World of Warcraft expansion Dragonflight contains a similar debuff that can be found all over Dragon Isles called the Contagious Cowardice. This debuff is is supposed to end after twelve seconds, but instead it continues to damage the player. The good news is that if your par- player beca- your character becomes infected, you can mitigate the damage by using a healing spell that removes a debuff, like remove curse or cleanse. The bad news is, is that you can still see the debuffs, the visual effect, and worse, constantly hear the sound effect associated with it. It's annoying, but at least it doesn't kill you, right? And it is so annoying. It's like, woo, woo, the whole time you're like in the bank or you're around the area and I was just like this is getting old. I thought it was like the equivalent of like the train you know you drop the train waiting for a BG to start. I think they even maybe I don't know if they took that up way. They did something to make it less trolly, but you would make all of the people in line go, you know, I thought, is this like somebody's annoying toy that they have and they just keep spamming it and now we're all just infected with this ridiculousness, but no, it's an actual thing. Since players have been sending a flurry of bug reports over the past few days, so it's more than likely that the WoW team at Blizzard is working hard on a contagious cowardice fix. Until then, though, be careful out there. (laughs) so funny. I just was so annoyed. I was like, what is going on? And then once I figured out that there were other people on Twitter that were having the exact same issues, I'm like, oh, okay, no, this is just hilarious. So, so there's that. And to wrap up our trade chat and episode 15 of Casual Casual Cast, we will have an oldie but goody Wintervale World Warcraft parody by Charm. This was posted on December 26, 2010. This parody is 12-ish years old, and the machinima in the video is done by Tyranno the First. And the parody is sang and produced and performed by Charm. And I put the link to the notes, link to it in the show notes. And it's just titled Charm Wintervale World of Warcraft Parody. Here we go.
0: and got stuck but nobody really gives a storm f- with bells storm with bells storm with bell, bells a rock storm with bells time in storm with bells time great father winter is under the tree but mama told me not to take a sweet what a bright time it's the right time to use my The swell time Drink and driving on Bright zone wine Giddy up, jingle hoes Raid starts in ten Yeah, I'm raiding on Christmas Day Won't miss a day On this merry old game That's the Winterville song Jingle bell, jingle bell Jingle bell rock Jingle bell chime And jingle bell
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Casually Casual Cast. You can tweet the show on Twitter, as long as there's still Twitter, at Warcraft Casual. You can email the show at casuallycasualcast at gmail.com. You can find past episodes, show notes for all the episodes, how to join my clutch mates by factional cross realm community and guild and discord, by heading to casuallycasualcast.wordpress.com and also on da- <laughs> also cozypodcastnetwork.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Horena and also I've moved over to Instagram as well under cozy Horena And if you want to help support the show. Leave a review wherever you can. It is greatly appreciated. And happy travels to you. And I will see you on episode 16. Bye-bye.
0: May our paths cross again. I'll always treasure our time together. Goodbye. Peace. Or not. In my native tongue, my name means dances with tassels. <laughs> Ha ha ha